just want a couple. <laughs> Episode 49 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Kara. And we're going to try to be cool and interesting and entertain you with our glorious podcast about cool stuff. It's always cool, I think. Yeah, because, I mean, we're happening people. <laughs> we're, we're hip. We know what the kids are into. We know what the kids are talking about. We know all this. We, we don't actually know the slang. No. I know what Riz is. I don't even know it's, what that is. Riz is charisma. Is it? Yeah. That's just, I think we're running out of words. I think we've had enough generations of young people coming up with words to confuse their parents. And all the normal sounding ones are done. And now they're going to weird stuff like Riz. Because charisma is too long of a word, I guess. I don't, I don't know. They chose, they chose the syllable in the middle. Or maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe, maybe it's just a natural cycle and I'm just old now. So maybe my opinion doesn't mean anything at all. I'm just yet another old person that doesn't understand what kids are saying. Your opinion never really matters, does it? Well, around here, sometimes no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No one likes to hear what you gotta say. Well, then you should talk more. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going through even more weather patterns that are crazy. And we don't usually talk about the weather on this podcast, but I'll complain a little bit. <laughs> we always talk about the weather. We had some snow, and I got to use my snow blower, and it was glorious and great. It was exactly the kind of fluffy stuff that it's meant to do, and it was like maybe six to eight inches of snow, which is ideal. And it was great. The batteries lasted a long time. Last time I used it, it was wet, heavy stuff. And the batteries still lasted a, a good while. So it's a good little snowblower. And it's appropriate for what we need. But, of course, after that, it has to melt and get rained on. And we have to have warm days. And Now everything is like slushy and yucky again. But at least it's not a sheet of ice. We had one morning where everything was just a complete sheet of ice. Oh, yeah. I think it, I don't even remember what day it was, but it, there was an ice storm overnight and into the morning, and it was just so bad. It was... How bad was it? <laughs> it was wicked bad, as they say up here. That's an old Johnny Carson joke, by the way, for those of you who, if you've ever heard an old person, like somebody say, it was bad. How bad was it? It's That's where that comes from. Hmm. You're supposed to follow up with a joke with, it was so bad that, and then some crazy thing. Something about your mother, probably. Maybe. In any case, it, this literally was so bad that we, we, have a, um, we have a wheelchair ramp going out our front door. And the purpose is uh, so the dogs can easily walk up and down it without fashioning stairs. You know, And the wheelchair ramp was frozen over in Casla who's actually one of our more, more agile and graceful dogs out of the four. She couldn't get to the front door. She tried to walk up the ramp and her feet slid. And I had to reach out and grab her collar and drag her up the ramp. Yeah. So that's how bad it was. We didn't let the birds out until like noon because it warmed up to like 40 degrees that day. It warmed up. So I had put bedding down for them. We didn't let the front of the house birds out at all because they would have been slipping and sliding everywhere. They're the ones with leg problems and stuff, so they can't handle all that. Yeah, so when I was cleaning up the goat house, because I let the goats out, I didn't mean to. They just busted out of there. They're like, they were slipping and sliding as well. But I just put bedding down from their house so I could let the birds out without an issue. It makes our yard grosser, but what else are you supposed to do? Yeah, there's no escape from having a gross yard this year. We're just going to have to make sure that the hay or bedding or pine shavings that we've thrown in the front yard get raked up in the spring so the grass can come back because we don't want to kill the grass up there. But th there's not much else you can do. You have to have traction, and we can't throw salt in that area because that'll kill everything. Yeah, that's not good for birds. Yeah, yeah. Another another issue with salt, even if you get like the, there's pet safe de-icer that you can get, but 
we just use regular rock salt because we only use it for the driveway. We don't use it anywhere that the animals are ever really going to go. So it's, it's cheaper. It's cheaper to use regular salt, which makes me wonder. It's a big world, right? They, they keep digging up all this stuff and it feels like it's never going to end. But we apparently have enough salt in the world that it's not expensive. Um, yeah, it comes from the ocean, doesn't it? Some, Some of it, but it's... An, I guess it depends upon whether the effort to mine it from the ground is greater than the effort to desalinate it from the ocean. But I don't know the logistics on that. Some of it... They, they get it both ways. Uh, and you can use sand, but I, I find sand doesn't really do a whole lot. The trouble with sand is that it doesn't melt the ice like... Typically, people use a mix. Uh, the salt, when it mixes with the water, it changes the melting point of the water, and that's why it melts through the ice. The sand is just there to provide traction, and sand is really good if you're trying to deal with ice that's close to plants and things you want to protect, because when you step on the sand, it grinds into the ice and just gives you better traction. And the sand is also dark, so it absorbs light from the sun and warms up and that can sometimes melt into the ice a little bit depending upon your temperatures and your sunlight and all that stuff. But sand is usually the safe option for places where you don't want to kill any plants. You know, our, our driveway is all rocks and dirt and pavement. So we don't care about anything growing there. So we throw, just throw rocks all. So we could have gotten sand for the front area. We could have, but we'd have to throw a whole lot because the weather keeps changing and then we'd have sand in the way while the grass is trying to grow. And then the ducks would probably dig up some of that sand and put it in their water, make their, their water grosser. Is grosser even a word because I've used it twice now? It's, it is now. If it wasn't before, <laughs> it is now. It is now. Ducks are always trying to like make their water worse. <laughs> but yeah, we technically could have used a little sand out front if we wanted to. I definitely have some, and I've used it in the driveway as well. Mm. Yeah, but but it's kind of frustrating because normally you have a storm, you shovel, you handle it, you deal with it, and then you're done, right? But everything keeps melting because we have these warm days. And in the middle of January and Maine, you shouldn't have anything melting, but we do. Yeah. But on the bright side, none of our animals got hurt, and... We have decent homes for them where we can lock them up for a day if we need to. Yeah, and they'll, we'll bring them food and water when they're in there. So it's not like they're just hanging out, twiddling their non-existent thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if these, some of these animals are really smart. If they had thumbs, we'd be in real trouble. Oh, yeah, we would. <laughs> the goat house is a 10 by 20 building. Plenty of room for them. The hotel that we talk about up front where the Pekins are, it's a little bit tight because we have a bunch of Pekins in there, but it's still appropriate for the number of birds. It's just if you're in there trying to clean it up, you've got like, I don't know what they're called, but it's kind of like a little metal scraper and like a dustpan. It's a dog pooper scooper. Yeah, it's for dog poop. It's like a metal... <laughs> dustpan that, that is it's got a handle on it so you're standing up and you're scraping dog poo into the little dustpan and we use that to clean up the duck house and that way you can instead of dumping all the bedding out you just get the bedding that's bad and you, you could save the good stuff and you can kind of do that around the ducks but the problem is I'm the one that cleans that building and I'm the one with the the big bubble like we talk about where I'm the bad cop and my sphere of influence is much larger than Kara's. Like if I walk up to the ducks to move them, they will definitely move away from me. Whereas Kara tries to move them and she walks right up on them and they're like, hey, what's up? You they know, just like, give you the side eye like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, so it's more difficult for her to move the ducks around. But if Kara were to go into the, the it's like what, a 8 by 10 or a 6 by 8 or um, I think it's 8 by 10. 8 by 10, so we had to get a permit for it. Right, right. So it's an 8 by 10 building up front, what we call the hotel for the Pekins. If Kara wanted to clean up in there with the little brim and dustpan, she could easily do it and move among them, and it's fine. 
I go in there and do it, and they're all like, wah, 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 wah. they're trying to get away from me. Everywhere I go, they move as far away from me as they can, and they'll run right over their water and food dishes to do it. And these are the ducks with the leg problems and stuff. So I, I, I go in there, and I just do my best to move slowly and not disturb them and clean up the worst of it. It's still large enough that they're comfortable in there. And when they're locked in their, in their house, we don't have to worry about the dogs eating their food. So we just feed them all day. Yeah. Which they like, I think. Yeah, it's like that's what makes it a hotel, really. <laughs> and even the ducks in the back, they got, they got extra breakfast and stuff. But you eventually let them out. I did, after I put the bedding down for them. So... Places where they can walk and be safe. Yeah. And they're a bit better on their feet, so we're not as worried about them. Yeah, because they're smaller and more agile, I guess. And the whole ice problem, gone by lunch. Gone by lunchtime. So even now the weather's... The front was still icy. The the, the trouble with the front is there's nowhere for the water to go. The back is more of on a... The back is on a sharper incline than the front. So the water has, it drains away. But the front is just saturated. Yeah. So if anything has a chance to refreeze, it's going to happen up front first. I'm going to build them a little area, I think, outside their house. I'm not entirely sure what it's going to be. Some kind of... Is that Castle doing that? Yeah. Did you hear that? That's our dog. She's moaning. <laughs> She's moaning because someone moved while she was comfortable. <laughs> She's like the old lady of the group. Yeah. But I'm thinking of learning how to build a deck. And a way for me to do that that'd be safe would be to build a floating deck that's on the ground that's just its own structure. It just happens to be next to the the duck house in front. And if I make a mistake, it's not like a real deck on your house, right? So I'm thinking about building something for the front of house ducks to come out of their little chicken door and have a little run that's fenced in that maybe has a roof of some kind so to double their square footage and deal with bad weather days yeah. I'll just put that on the list of the not too many things that I'm going to be doing this summer because I'm not busy in the summer never <laughs> <laughs> you're never busy I'm not building a bunch of fences or anything mm-hmm. We've BSed you for over 10 minutes now with random crap from the farm. And and Kara apparently doesn't have anything to talk about right now. So let's give her something to talk about. Let's talk about the nonprofit that she does. We've had some confusion lately because what we're doing is kind of weird and it's hard for people to get. So like anytime you build something for the first time, it's going to be a bit weird for, for folks. So we want to be as clear as we can. And I'm not good with those words because, you know, I make stuff up. Right. Well, she makes up words. She doesn't make stuff up. No. Yeah, I make words up. I don't make... You know what I mean. Yeah, it's like giving speeches and stuff, not your strong point. Yeah, I'm not good at public speaking. I don't go out and talk to people. Although, being here, I probably interact with more people than he does. Just cleaning up animal houses, people coming to the shop and stuff. But Yeah, but that's more of a polite, controlled <laughs> thing. And yeah. it's in the environment that you chose. Yeah. So it's a little easier. But we, we basically have what most, not most, but a lot of Mainers have, right? We have a few acres. We have some animals. A lot of people have those. And a lot of people are trying to monetize their farm to pay for the animals and kind of offset the costs and everything. And we do that with Kara's bakery business. Yeah. Her, her bakery pays for hay and for feed and pretty much takes care of the animals, to be honest. Yeah, I'm able to pay some of the vet bills, some of them, like wellness checks, I can easily pay out of pocket, but... You know, the issue with Thekin, we had to put on that care credit thing that I'm paying off with the bakery money, but it takes longer because, you know. So the, the purpose of the nonprofit is for people with 
various kinds of trauma to have a safe place where they can come and just decompress and relax and just be safe for a little while. And this is because Kara has, you know, post-traumatic stress and she fights depression and she's got those issues. And when we were in Rhode Island, she was trying to figure out a way to solve that. And you were researching. Yeah, I was researching because trying to find an actual therapist was near impossible. So many walls were hit doing that. So I'm like, there's got to be something better. And I don't want to sit in some office talking to some stranger about my issues anyway. So let's be honest about that one. And and I'm sure I'm not alone in that because that is not the atmosphere you feel comfortable in. So there had to be a better solution. There had to be a safe place where you go and just not think about those issues for a while. Even if it's just for a little while. That's all one needs during the day if they can just have a break from their mind. And that is what I was looking for. But I couldn't find anything online. There are like horse therapy places. But honestly... I mean, horses are beautiful, and they're probably doing great things, but they're a bit intimidating. So what if you're scared of horses? What if horses and you don't really... I mean, it takes a certain person to really... And do you have to ride the horse? I've never ridden a horse. I don't want to ride... I mean, I'd like to ride a horse, but not, not, for, point. not for therapy or anything. Just... But... I wouldn't feel comfortable in that situation. And then the other thing is, oh, you can do dogs. Dogs are scary for me. So that was the whole point. There's got to be some other comforting animal out there. So I was looking, and I've read a lot about goats. Goats are misunderstood, much like some of us, and... But they are very loving if you find the right goats or if you train them properly. So so that's where I came up with having this nonprofit where we would have animals that kind of are like misfits in a way. The misfit village. What is, what is that from? The, the <laughs> Island of Misfit Toys. From yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I know. This which is terrible. She, she doesn't even like. I hate that movie because I love that show. Although every year I hate Santa Claus a little more. There's he's, so mean. He's so yeah. I, it, that movie should have ended with Rudolph laughing at them and saying, "No, I'm not helping you." Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's what I would have done. But the 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 thing is, in the beginning, we didn't have the kind of vocabulary that we have now. And she was calling it a wellness farm at the time because she didn't quite have the whole vision locked in. And we got here, we got our 6.9 acres and we went through a winter and basically the entire property was inaccessible to us and it was full of ticks. Oh yeah. And in the summer it was Typical Maine, you go in the woods, you got a bunch of ticks on you. So everything was was lush and green and beautiful. And then she got the first three goats. <laughs> and we've told you about the hops on the fence, the fence covered with hops. And in our first year here, she made beer from it. And we had beer made from our own hops and our own property. Yeah. It was awesome. She got the first three goats. They buzzsawed through all that. It was gone. And things were still mostly cool. But then we got more and more goats. and But it was a little scary at first because I'm like, what if this isn't going to work? Because our first three goats who were Cashel, Brickens, and Emily. Oh, they did not like us. They did not like us. I'm like, she was this is devastating. Heartbroken. <laughs> she was heartbroken because they didn't love us. And I was like, they're in a different place. They don't know us. They got a lot of room to move. They'll, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And eventually they warmed up to us. And as we've gotten more goats, 
the new goats kind of take on the properties of the older goats. They, the, the comfort that the older goats feel is passed on to the new ones. Uh, there's just the behavior patterns. Everybody else has calmed down. I guess I can be calmed down. Yeah. So we wound up with a herd of, of currently 18 goats who are very calm and chill around people and they have enough room to move and enough stuff to play on. And they're just not the way people, people are constantly surprised by our goats, how friendly they are, how they walk right up to you because that's their experience with humans. They're, they're with us and we pay a lot of attention to them. Kara's out there a lot more than me, but, but when I go out there, Oh, they're all up on me. And when people visit, the goats come up and people are excited by them, especially like Lucan because he's so teeny tiny <laughs> and Kinzel because his attitude is so chill. He's the most chill. Yeah. People want to take pictures with Kinzel. He's also gorgeous. He is. But we've ended up with a herd of animals like the goats, the chickens, the ducks, all friendly to people. And it, if you're, if the world is too much, and the world is getting worse every year, it, it, it seems. Mm-hmm. And you need a break. These animals are comforting. You, you could sit on a bench and just look at them. And the goats will walk up and bother you. And you, you can scratch their ears because that's what they want. And it just relaxes you. And when we first got here, we, yeah, she didn't know 100% that it was going to work. Neither of us did. Uh, it, it took, how long was it before they... Before the first three accepted us. Oh, it was a long time because we had to get that same year we got three plus two. So we got five more goats that same year, a couple months after. Was it five the same year? Yeah, so we had a total of eight goats for the first year. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So when we brought in... The newbies, we kind of got them all in one day. We kind of did like a swoop because we got Moon and Raglan from, I would say, it was in like Yarmouth, which is kind of southern to us. And then we drove to Edgecombe for Blue Ten Farm. Oh, that's right. To get the other three. (laughs) Are they all going to That was a long day. It was a very long day. So we weren't sure what was going to happen, and luckily they all ended up okay. And I know people are going to judge us because you're not supposed to mix different farms. Like, you can't just throw them all in at once. But we were new, and, I mean, we still kind of do it. We don't have any... We don't have a quarantine area. Quarantine area. Our land is not designed for that. And, I mean, we know where they're coming from. So. Yeah, I think that's the, the primary thing. That we're, we're getting the goats from people that we know. People, friends. And we also know they how have, often they vaccinate. And yeah. we know how often they deworm. And they're farms are best practices we're not getting them from an auction or something although i would like to rescue goats but i'm not we are not that kind of place so yeah and this also goes into how important it is to be involved in your local area because if you deal with local businesses you know those people and you know how that local business operates and if they're a bad person everybody knows it and if they're a good person, everybody knows it. So when you operate locally, not only do you have the benefit of giving your business to someone that you like and you care about, but you keep that money in your local area circulating here. And it just kind of helps everybody that that you live with. Every, every All your neighbors, all your friends. And, and in Maine, it's a little more spread out. So when we talk about our neighbors Sometimes we meet people in the next town. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're a little further out. But they're close enough. I mean, we see them probably more than our next door neighbors. Yeah, so these these people are not strangers. Yeah. But so you might ask the question, why goats, right? Why not more conventional animals? Because 
I mean, I mentioned horses. They're more conventional. We won't have horses. They're too big. Or dogs are the next obvious choice. There's like a selection of animals that people associate with these kinds of things. And goats, sadly, are not one of them. They're most known for goat yoga, thanks for the, you know, those yoga-ers. Yoga-ers? What are they called? Yogis? I don't know what they're called. Yogi, I, I'm not sure either. <laughs> Is there a word? The yoga people? The yoga people in California. I think they started it in California. Uh, you know, to bring yeah. goats in and have fun yoga they basically don't get a good yoga workout because the goats interfere. That's part of the fun is that the goat bothers you while you're trying to do yoga. That's that's the reason the people are there. Yeah, if you watch the videos, it brings smiles to people's faces and goats are hilarious. And why not utilize their special power, I guess, superpower. Yeah, superpower. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're super. <laughs> but, a lot of people have goats that are rambunctious and they they try to escape all yeah, the time. We've, we've heard we've heard all these horror stories. Yeah. And ours are so chill. One thing we get all the time is how chill our goats are. People walk in and like I didn't expect this, you know. And the kind of place we're so trying to be friendly. The kind of place we're trying to be where if you're having post if if you got issues with post traumatic stress. And keep in mind, we're not therapists. This is not anything medical, right? This is just a place where you can relax and come to occasionally. And we're, we're going to have events. Uh, we're trying to build a support group. It's basically a form of mutual aid. Right. So there's a misconnect with the term support group. It is not run by a therapist. A uh, support group means... You meet with a group of peers who have dealt with the same trauma or similar to where you can just talk together and basically kind of just work it out. Not not work it out. Just help each other. Just help each other. Like, you are not alone in this world. I have been there. I feel your pain. And just talk about it. AA does is a similar thing where there's no like head honcho therapist. Right, like if you're if you're in some kind of group like Alcoholics Anonymous and you want to be a sponsor for somebody, do you have to say, "Sure, I'll be your sponsor. I'll be right back. I'm going to go get uh, six years of college <clears throat> to become a medical professional, and I'll be right back." That, yeah. That's not what happens. No, you just... you've lived it. You can tell your story and help someone. By living it, and basically you help each other. It's not a, I'm better than you, I've gotten all this schooling. But well, let's let's be fair, though, because I mean, we're not against therapists. Well, no. I, I know we're, we're, it sounds like we're trashing therapists right now. We're not. We're not. We, we, we believe very strongly in proper medical stuff. But it, this is the United States. You can't really access that stuff unless you have a lot of money or if you're lucky enough to have a job that provides that. And not every job does. Yeah, when I was looking for therapists, most of them did not take our insurance or they did not want to deal with PTSD or they just never returned my phone calls, which is... Kind of even worse than anything else, to be honest, because I'm a person in need and you're denying me. You basically yeah. just shut a door on my face. So the the fact that the United States is deprioritized all this stuff. I know every time there's a mass shooting, we hear a lot of talk about mental health for about five minutes and, until the news cycle moves on. But there's not really any motion on that. And when we talk about mental health, the news will have you think that it's the difference between a person that's totally okay and a person that's going to do something horrible. In real life, it's like you sprain your ankle or you break an arm or something like that. You can get hurt and you can get better or you can get better and live with scars. It's similar to a physical injury. 
Yeah. So PTSD, there's levels. It'll never go away, but you can be better than you were with help or with trying to figure out what works for you and moving forward, basically. If you can find something that motivates you and helps you move past, then obviously that's the thing. And this is my thing to help people who can't find their thing and need a space to get away from their brain, basically. It's a place to get away from your brain not and your thoughts. And then you can be... I do activities with the goats, so it kind of distracts you for a while is the main thing. If I don't know where my wife is, <laughs> I, I can go walk around the property, and I'll find her sitting down in the goat house with the goats just <laughs> gathered around her or even climbing on her. Yeah, they were all climbing on me this earlier today. <laughs> it's like dudes. <laughs> I went out there to do some work, and she was sitting down, and one of them had reared up and, and had his front feet on her shoulders. <laughs> and she was just laughing. Yeah. They bring a smile to your face. And it's not just goats. Like, maybe goats aren't for you. We also have ducks that are very entertaining, I must say. And chickens, a lot of people find chickens therapeutic. Like, I don't like to use the word therapy, but therapeutic's a little different, I guess. That's That's been a know. sticking point for us. By the way, the snoring that you're hearing, that's <laughs> Aberdeen. Yeah, you missed it last week because we were interviewing in a different spot, but, but she's we're, back. <laughs> we're back on the couch and Aberdeen is snoring again. So we put her to sleep again. Yeah. The, well, we have. I she know. has gone I to know. sleep. I know, those are bad turns. I mean, you don't... <laughs> We have made her tired, and she is now stuck. Right, right. She's fine. <laughs> the issue with the word therapy is that we throw that word around in regular conversation quite a bit, but there's a real thing called therapy, and you have to go to school to become a therapist, and we've had friends who are therapists, and it's, it's a lot of training. Yeah, I'm and, not going to go through that training. Yeah, we're not going to like go I, to get a different career and then come back. This I is... do not have the money, the time, the mental capacity to deal with that. There's just, no, this is not what I'm trying. I'm not trying to be a therapist. So basically we don't provide therapy in a medical sense. What and maybe down the road we can bring in a therapist if that's something that people are looking for. Yeah, let's but... let's let's sum up what we're trying to do and yeah. let's go into the future okay. stuff because sure. that's that's a whole that's a whole other thing. That's the rest of the podcast right there. So basically we're not therapists, we're not providing therapy. We're providing a safe place where you can hang out with some animals and decompress and it might make you feel better. And if we have an event where we have a bunch of like minded people together who've gone through similar things or gone through something Maybe you can take comfort in You're your peers. Alone. You're not alone. And I do the activities with the animals because I feel like it helps to distract. Like coloring with goats is one because I learned about coloring actually from my dad. Technically my stepdad, but I call him my dad. Because he is a senior and he's now... We have now found out that he is has Alzheimer's, and it's a whole thing. That's a whole other thing. So the Senior Center in Burlington, Vermont, does these activities for seniors to go and decompress. And coloring was one of them, and he loves coloring. So that's where I got the idea, why not color with goats? It doesn't always work out, because goats are goats, but it's fun. Yeah, and, and it's kind of like the goat yoga where you don't expect to do a proper session of yoga. Yeah. You don't expect to actually color properly because the goats are going to get on the picnic table and they're going to stand in front of you and look in your face and try to eat the coloring book. <laughs> they'll take your markers or pencils or they'll rip up your page. <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> right. 
So it's just it's just a, a way to kind of give people a little bit of relief from the world that's getting worse every year. Yeah. So the nonprofit is essentially about providing that safe space and the animals are integral to that safe space, especially the goats. Yeah, they're the main main I don't know. They're the main ingredient. Main ingredient, right? Cuz back to baking. They're the, the main main ingredient. <laughs> Because we're in Maine. Because we live in Maine. Because we love puns. Because we are Inger Me Farm. Yeah, which okay. is the abbreviation of Maine is yeah. M-E. So it, all kind of people make jokes about it. It's almost a requirement to make a pun about the word. I love puns. Yeah. I have a friend who does cartooning for puns, so I need to have him draw <laughs> something up for us. But yeah. It's like dad joke city. Yeah, it's, bad. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> But that's basically what the the nonprofit is about. To give you a better idea, it's hard to describe now because we're starting from scratch and we don't have a lot of money. If we had millions of dollars, if we had rich people donating on the first day, if whatever, we would build everything out. It would all be here and it would be obvious to everybody what's going on. But we're trying to build it from from the beginning with the money we have. And so it's going to take time as it takes shape. Yeah. And so with the land we have, because it's not yeah. the perfect land. So it's hard to describe to people because it's, it's not here yet. It's like, you know the old joke from Field of Dreams? If, if you're, you build it, they will come. Yeah, if you're old enough to know the movie Field of Dreams. Yeah. yeah if but you I'm build sure it, you've they will heard, come. It, that heard that saying because yeah. I haven't seen that what, movie yet. But. What about before you build it? <laughs> what about that? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of where we're at. So we're, we're trying to do events every year where we bring people in and say, hey, you know, you could just, like we had a family today just came in and parked and walked over to the fence and we were we were back there and Kara says, did you want to see the goats? And Lily's like, yeah, yeah if we could, he's like, come on back. And yeah. so this couple and their two kids came back and just hung out with the goats and looked at the ducks. And, and it's funny because we're actually doing an interview with, one of our local newspapers. So it was kind of perfect timing to be like, here we are. Just yeah, like, and, come and on in. just tell the lady this is what we're <laughs> trying to do. Um, I mean, you don't have to make an appointment, although it'd be nice because sometimes our schedules are hectic. But if we're out there, yeah, you can come visit everyone. It's okay. Yeah, I would. I would say appointments are better because what if we go to the store? Yeah, or if I'm baking, because half the time I'm in the kitchen, right? So, in the kitchen or out with the goats. So, if I'm out there, fair game. Yeah. But, and then the activities, everyone's welcome. Kids, kids are great. I mean, I'm And we not, put those on Facebook because that seems to be where everybody is. And it's free. <laughs> free advertising, because I don't know how else to do it, to be honest. Okay, so let's shift gears into the future. Let's imagine that it's either several years in the future or we had millions of dollars to start. If it was my idea, I have all this planning in my head. And if I had like a 3D, like the, the architecture Like a models, 3D model? Yeah. You could see it all sprawled out because it's in my head and it just needs to happen. And I can't draw for anything. But, so there would be a village of buildings for the animals. And then there would be, like, a building where we could host events throughout different weathers. Because we're in Maine, so weather is an issue. Let me me translate that. Because our property (laughs) is on a hill, it becomes difficult to access the lower parts of the property when there's a lot of rain, when there's a lot of mud. Oh, going back to our, not to interrupt, but going back to our earlier part in the podcast when we mentioned the ice storm, we could not get to the sheep because they're in the other yard in their house and it was all ice and it was not safe to get to them. So we left them there until lunchtime and we thought, well, what if, it had stayed ice the whole day. We would have had to fight through it. 
But we wind up putting the sheep in with the goats because now they're all friends. Oh, no, no. It was Glasgow who decided, I'm going to sleep with the goats tonight because he yeah. wasn't leaving the house. And then we're like, okay. That's so. how the decision happened. Kara was like, he doesn't want to leave. I was like, we could just leave him in here with the goats. And I was thinking, this is awesome if they are cool with this. And it's a drier environment. It's better for them. There's enough room. They're all friends now. They're not huge fans of it because the next night they're like, we want to go back to our house. But, I mean, well, they, the routines, they started it. <laughs> the routines are still in their heads. So we'll yeah. push them into the goat house for the next few nights. They'll become normal. And, of course, and the goats eat all their treats because they're too slow to them. They'll change. It's all fine. <sighs> but the point is we need to be able to access all the buildings. And it needs to be safe. And we need to make sure that from the front gate, to the, the building where people gather, there's a safe place to walk. And I'd also like it wheelchair accessible. Yeah, so we'll have to build a ramp. There will be people who need that. Yeah, so there's a lot to do. But if, if we had everything we wanted, the, the village that she's talking about is just all of the various buildings we need close enough to the front of the property that they're easily accessible and it's nice and safe and you don't need a vehicle to get to them. Yeah. And the rest of the property is going to be places for the goats to graze. Yeah. The reason why the houses will be in this village outline, I guess, you know. Area. Area is because we still have to trug the water out in winter. You don't. We do. Right. So it's easier for us in the long term, but... It's also easier if you want to come out in the winter to see everybody because they'd all be in the same general area. And we won't have to plow as much or snow blow. He does all that. but It makes everything easier. It's just easier. And then long-term goals is to fence fence out more and we do trail walks with the goats. I mean, just... Right. So let me get into that. <laughs> One thing I'm, I've am i been pushing for, and at first she gave me a little bit of resistance. She didn't get it until I was able to describe it better. And then she was all about it. Yeah. Just building walking paths on the property, going all the way down, and organizing them so that they're actually something we can map. And you could hike with goats. Any place that you go... And sit down on this property. Goats are going to come to you and say, "What are you doing? What are you doing? What's going on?" Yeah. You know, so so we would have paths, and along those paths, we would have places cut into the hill, make a flat spot, put a bench, put a place where people can sit down, and just give people access to hiking trails up and down the hill. Because when you're walking with a herd, it's like. It's a good feeling. It's like you're part of this group. You feel they don't discriminate. They're just happy to be with you and happy to go with you. And it's... Going up the hill is definitely easier. <laughs> if you're walking up the hill, it feels easier. If you're with a herd. <laughs> sometimes. Here's the trick is if you... We, we get like with little kids come to events. Sometimes they chase the animals. Like don't chase them. Don't chase them. But the opposite is actually cool. Like sometimes when I'm out there with the goats, I'll go to like the front of the group and I'll just run. I'll just start running. And the context will be like, oh, are we running? Are we running? And then they'll follow me across the property to some spot. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not chasing them. I'm just running. And then they run with me. Or to watch the sheep do their zoomies because sheep, when they run, they hop. They don't run. They hop. And it's hilarious. All four feet. <laughs> boing, boing, boing. They're like little bunnies. And we can never catch it on our phones because they're done with it by the time they pull the phone I got it once. On, it's on the TikTok if you go to that. Oh, that night that they yeah. were supposed to be in bed. but Yeah, they were... but they refused. And they were just zooming around. <laughs> I got some hops and I videoed it. but So we, w- we would have... <laughs> Several buildings up near the front of the the more accessible area of the property that people could get to. We'd make sure we have a have 
we'd probably have to build a road of some kind at least to that much just to make sure everybody's able to get to where they're going. Yeah. And the rest of the property would be fenced in and accessible. And this is where she's going to get excited. We would be able to support more animals. Yeah, because maybe goats aren't your thing. And that's perfectly fine because I want different species. Species? Genres? Yeah, species. Species of animals. Uh, I want pigs, but he's kind of hesitant on that. So I got to do more research to... But pigs are actually on that therapy thing. I, I know we're using that word again. But pigs are super smart and they're similar to dogs. I think goats are more similar because I don't have any interaction with pigs ever. I've never played with them. I've never petted them. So I understand you want to find out. Yes. Pigs are on the list. <laughs> I just want a couple, just a couple of different species. Alpacas were actually on the list, and that was one of my main goals, but I've kind of taken a back seat to alpacas because I kind of want pigs and I want donkeys a little more. A lot more. I'm not, and not, that's normal. Not I mean, I used to want a Siberian husky. <laughs> oh my gosh, you did. <laughs> I did. I wanted a husky so bad. And we're oh going to be in the north. No. It's going to be snow. <laughs> I want a husky and because they're gorgeous. They are gorgeous. Look at them. They're gorgeous. Yes, they're And then I, I started watching, and it was actually on TikTok, where this, this woman was talking about different breeds of dogs and the pluses and minuses. And her she, she did the, the pros and cons on huskies. And the, the bad part was how much they talk, how loud they are, how vocal they are, and their high energy and how they behave. When she got to the positive stuff, she said, they're pretty. <laughs> and that's all she had. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I mean, if, wait a you, minute. <laughs> if you want a sled dog... Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, we're, but it's like... We're not in Alaska, though. It's not just that they're high energy. They're super vocal. Like, there's... So then I started looking at other videos in TikTok, and there's people with huskies where the husky... It, it's it's a no-brainer, right? It's winter. They refuse to come back in the house. We have enough trouble with our puggles. Yeah. Can you imagine a husky that, that's even more resistant to the winter? No. There was one video where somebody was trying to get their dog in the house and she was call she was calling the dog in the house and the dog would go, whoa, 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 whoa. The dog would talk to her like loudly, but would not move. And it was just impossible to to deal and, and so, so loud. Every every video I've seen with the husky, and, and I'm not talking about stressful situations. I'm talking about anything, any thought that happens to go through their head they go they, they vocalize they wah, 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 wah. <laughs> just they talk all the time <laughs> yeah it's like that that would get old it would and it would never happen because i'm terrified of most dogs the only dogs they're too big it's not even that they're big it doesn't matter what size you are unless you're pug pug type i can't comprehend even being near you so yeah so that's where we're at. But so So that's another reason we're not getting a husky, but yeah. but it was also just they totally wouldn't match with us at all. No. I mean, they would love the property, but they would not We would spend half the night trying to get the dog back in the house. Yeah. They'd be We have enough trouble with Finia. They'd be terif terrifying our birds, I'm sure. Yeah. We have look, we have four dogs, but they're all like pug adjacent and Except for Casla. Yeah, Casla, but she predates She's special. She predates that. So we, we kind of, there's a limited range of dogs that are acceptable in the house. Yeah, I can uh, only deal with pug. That's just my mental thing, but it is what it is. But anyway, so going back to the other animals I want would be, I think I just covered donkeys and pigs. And I want a couple more sheep because although our baby dolls are not super excited about 
interacting with other people right now. They are super friendly to us. And I feel like... It's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. Because people love them. They are adorable. They're already... I'm already complaining. <laughs> Everyone I used loves to, them. I used to walk back there to work on something. <laughs> the sheep would scatter. Now it's like I'm trying to do regular chores. And I'm like, it, sheep, move. And the sheep is like, you move. I'm not moving. <laughs> and Hamilton has gotten into the goat mentality where he'll jump on my back and be like, hey... So so we end up with all these like super friendly animals, super friendly to people, and we're gonna fence out more property. If we if we had, because this is a portion where we're talking about what we would do if we had everything done the way we want, right? If we had millions of dollars, had it all done, we would have different pastures on the property, so we could separate. If we have any kind of a problem with any animal, we'd separate that animal into another comfortable place, right? We would have the the village that Kara mentioned up top. All the people would tend to be up top where it's easily accessible. But in the warmer months, and the better months, you'd be able to access the whole place. Yeah. Because I have so many activities in my mind ready to go. And if you're down at the bottom, if you've gone all the way to the bottom of the property and you're in trouble, you just get out your phone, get out your phone and call. Because in this fantasy where we have everything fenced out, I got my side-by-side. Or we have the donkeys that could bring a wagon. Either way, right? <laughs> and we're going to make everything wheelchair accessible. Let's make sure you... Let's, let's imagine you went all the way to the bottom of the property in your wheelchair on the trails. And you're like, oh, God, I can't go up top. Hey, can you come get me? No problem. Come down on my side-by-side. Yeah, I'm just bring you right back up. I'll put you in the seat. I'll put you in the passenger seat. I toss your chair into the, to the, the pickup truck part. Take you to the top. I got you covered. You're good to go. Right? Or or if you're if you're there with a cane or a, a walking stick or something, you're having some trouble, you get a ride with donkeys up to the top. I'll walk alongside. The donkeys are, are not full-size horses. They're not full-size donkeys. They're not going to pull as much. Yeah, these but. would be... Miniature donkeys. We're yeah. not talking full size. So, so. one person is plenty. Uh, we don't know their towing capacity, but it's up a hill. So let's let's be cool about it, okay? Let's not be rude. <laughs> the donkeys are working as hard as they can in our minds. But there's more to it than just running people up and down a hill. <laughs> what kind of stuff would we be doing? We, we'd have animal buildings for the animals to live in, but we'd also have people buildings. At least one. Maybe but, two. Yeah, I prefer like one... Big building and maybe a tent for the warmer months. When she says tent, she's talking about... I'm talking about one of those nice event tents that won't blow away in a windstorm. like The kind you see at a festival. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So, So, obviously we're bringing back goat yoga. And I'm hoping to have different uh, sessions of that. And we'll have different instructors. Because I have a couple of teachers that are willing to help out with that. And maybe some other exercise. I don't know if there's any Zumba or jazzercise type instructors who want to incorporate goats with that. I don't know. Maybe. So certain things are going to be there to attract attention and draw funding to the nonprofit. And that's all to facilitate the purpose of the nonprofit. Yeah, those events would... It, when there's like a instructor or a workshop type thing, then there'll probably be a fee because a lot of that fee goes to the actual teacher or instructor. And then we'll get a little kickback from that. And it's mostly about getting people here. Yeah. So, so if you're a goat yoga instructor, you're going to get most of it. Yeah. And you'll get baked goods. I mean... I'd also want to do uh, writing workshops because what's the perfect spot to write is a quiet, serene place. Come and do some writing. And maybe we do a book club with local authors because we have one down the street. And I'm going to contact him and he'll hate it. But that's okay. (laughs) 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 Sorry, Michael. But... You're going to sit here and you're going to talk about yourself <laughs> yes, and you're to the world. Tell people 
what you do and what you love. Sorry. <laughs> so, and then artists, because there are a lot of local main artists, and I'm sure they'd be happy to teach some sort of creative class because I feel like not only do animals bring good vibes, but so do the arts, like doing... People can also be positive. They can. Like <laughs> coloring and drawing and music. I mean, maybe we do a dance class. And I mean, all of this all of this goes in with a the theme of somebody who is going through a tough time and feels like they're all by themselves and then they find out no, you're not by yourself. Not not only are you going to be in a place with animals that make you feel comfortable and help you calm down and help you feel like everything's okay, you're also going to be around people who know exactly how you feel and you're not just going to be sitting with those people commiserating. You're, you're going to be doing like cool stuff. You're going to be building, building community with those people. Or maybe that's not your thing. Maybe you'd rather just sit and pet some goats and just decompress. And that's okay. You can schedule your own time. You don't have to come to the events you can actually schedule your own time and just hang out with them by yourself. And the only reason you got to schedule is because... Because I run the bakery. Yeah, she might be in the bakery. She might not be standing out there. So yeah. it, it, letting so. us know when you're coming helps us know, okay... And I can plan for it, and I'll, it's okay. Yeah. And I'm willing to do that, and it's perfectly fine. Yeah, it, it's just, Don't it's just so we can be ready for you, that's all. <laughs> yeah. So we so, can plan around it. it does, I mean... There are so many things I'd love to do, and I hope people will now understand what we're trying to do because there's been some misconception. There's been some confusion. The, yeah. the, because, like I said, people throw the word therapy around, and we're not therapists. We're not providing therapy. We're not providing any kind of medical thing. We're providing the alternate space. Well, not, not the alternate. No, we're providing... An alternative. Alternative. We're the untherapy. Because <laughs> I do uncreamed cheese, which is not real cream cheese. So, or right, uncrowded cakes, which I used to do. On those are so good. Oh my god, I gotta do those again. Yeah. All right. So. Never mind that. Everything's <laughs> good. The, the the point is, we're just doing mutual aid, mm -hmm. and the nonprofit is a structure for us to do that kind of mutual aid. I'm suffering, and I know there's other people suffering, and I want to help those people. We're getting a lot of pushback saying we just want to get money to pay for our farming. We're not farmers. I mean, we do this podcast and do it as the farm, and there's farmer name, but how, what else are we going to call we don't it? Have, we don't have crops. We're not, although I will do microgreens shortly, but... That's besides the, the point. The point is, if we no, wanted to just pay for the animals, we'd do the bakery. Yeah, I would just, which I'm doing, because the bakery keeps growing, which is awesome. And someone had told me that I may need to choose, at one point, the nonprofit or the bakery. But that will not come to fruition. Is that the word? Kind of. It will. I that's will not going to happen. I will never choose. I love both of my passions if you will but i will not pick one or over the other because i feel like they're both needed we need this nonprofit to help people dealing with the same issues i'm dealing with and gluten-free baked goods are also desperately needed especially in central maine so i'm not gonna give up on either and that's that so the moral of the story <laughs> is eventually we're going to have hiking trails around the property that people can use when they want to. And if they get stuck, I'm going to have a side-by-side. -side. And I can drive down there and go get them and bring so them up to the top. So if any people who have a connection to a side-by-side, -side, please get him a freaking one because I'm sick of hearing about it. <laughs> it's got a winch in the front. That is the moral of the story. You know what we could do? Oh we could put the thing in neutral. And we, I, 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 could, I, could, I could walk all the way up the hill... With the hook and put it around a tree 
and then go down, walk all the way back down the hill to the side by side. Or put it in neutral and have the donkeys hook up to it and they'll just pull we it. Could, yeah. Or, or I could have the donkeys walking, pulling a cart and I could put the hook of the winch yeah, 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 on the yeah, cart yeah. and I could use Someone the winch to pull me after the... <laughs> Get them a freaking side by side already. Tractor supply, come on. We said your name enough. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> But seriously, tractor supply, if you want me to endorse you, just give me a side-by-side. -side. Yeah, it'll solve all of our issues. <laughs> and he'll right. shut up about it. I totally will. Well, no. Oh, no. I he'll, will... he'll praise you forever and yes. ever. Yes, and if I have a side-by-side, -side, I promise you I'll never shut up about it. <laughs> but we're over an hour. Yes. And I think we've done I, our best to describe what we're I trying to do. I hope we clarified it more. If you have more questions, you can always email me, info at angermefarm.com or Facebook message me, Instagram message me. You know how to reach me. Yeah. So hopefully the weather in your area is better than ours. And have a good <laughs> whatever you're doing. Yes. Bye. Bye.